Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Let's Talk 1943, the Business Spotlight Edition. And we have another special guest. We are blessed to have Christine Scott. And I'm telling you, I, I went through her bio. This is going to be a good one. We got a lot to talk about. So as I always say, are you ready? Let's talk. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. So let me do a formal introduction to Christine Scott. Um, she is a specialist in conflict resolution. So she helps people kind of deal with it and the steps to take to handle it better. So she had, and we're going to start this all. I'm going to dive right in. Okay. So before Perfect. I do that, let me just welcome you. Thank you so much for um, coming on this platform. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. No problem. So um, I, I, if you don't mind me kind of starting with your bio, I went through and um, she actually had started with AmeriCorps and it was a job she took and she was in our charge of, um, of unhousing teens, feeding them, correct? Mm -hmm, correct. And so you went there, 50 kids showed up and then you had things after each other happening. You know, your purse was missing. People were screaming and howling. People were just unruly. And this is you walking into this this job, right? So kind of take us through that night real, real quick. Because I, I, I have so much I want to ask you. So let's go through that real quick on what happened that night. Okay, yeah. Um, AmeriCorps was paying me $975 a month to do this public service kind of a job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had some ideas that I was going to be Susie's social worker from the suburbs. I was going to come mm -hmm. in and I was going to help these young lives. But my first night at Teen Feed, oh my goodness, there was a 14-year-old who had a big old mouth on her. She was starting fights everywhere she went. My food volunteers were hiding behind the table. It was that <laughs> scary. <laughs> and, and I was about 10 minutes into this night and I just said, you know what? this is not enough money for the type of grief I'm putting up with here. <laughs> and I was, I was frightened, you know, I, I was, I had, I was from a small town. I had no idea what I was up against. And all of a sudden this big voice boomed out over the audience or the crowd. He just said, Hey, little bean, knock it off. You're messing it up for the whole burrito. And everything got quiet and everybody got manners and this whole room just, completely changed in that instant and that's when I said oh you know what maybe I'm not going to quit my job I'm really curious about these young people how how do they have this accountability towards each other mm -hmm. wow. so that's so I, I actually showed up the next day <laughs> and then you said somebody took your purse so did somebody like swipe it and, and you never mm -hmm. seen it again nope nope I later got my wallet without the cash in the mail Some, said somebody yeah yeah <laughs> but my so ad and yeah so so my id and my my debit card came back to me but yeah my my money was gone <laughs> and, and you know and I, i'm like i'm a believer i'm a christian and um i believe that those type of situations are for you to grow mm -hmm. and for you to realize your purpose is bigger than yourself mm -hmm. and it took you out your comfort zone and stretched you completely completely <laughs> <laughs> and you know it, it put me on my butt enough for me to listen to god and say oh i thought i came here to teach these young people something but maybe i'm here to learn from them yep yep that's it that's it mm -hmm. you know you you bring your skill set but it's for you 
Sometimes he puts you in a situation that look like you're supposed to be the savior, but he put you there because he needed you to grow to do something else. But he knew mm-hmm. you couldn't get there until you did this because yep. you wouldn't be able to have the right set to go somewhere else and do this, right? Exactly. Because imagine if you didn't go through that and then did what you were doing now. You wouldn't yeah, have there's no way. There's no way. I I hated conflict. Conflict scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so from this night, you went back and then you started getting love for dealing with conflict. Because first yeah. night you were scared. The employees were hiding behind desks. So now how did you get your employees to get from behind that desk <laughs> and get them to you know work with you after you kind of got that aha moment? It took me years, honestly, because I had to mm-hmm. I had to work through my fear about conflict. And this is what mm-hmm. happens to us. You know, we go either too big or too small. Our body mm-hmm. gets overwhelmed, floods us with all these chemicals, and then we get like really like a wet noodle or we get super aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept on screwing up and doing that. And finally, I stopped doing what I was doing, stopped listening to my bio- biology and started watching young people because their lives had much more conflict and much more threat than mine did. Mm -hmm. They're living outside. So they're dealing with stuff that's much more real. And I watched them handle it without getting nearly as freaked out as I was. (laughs) And and so I thought, I I think I need to keep on listening and learning. Yeah, I think um, with us, Getting older is a beautiful thing. We do gain wisdom in most cases when we learn through our mistakes, but it does give a downside. We get complacent if we get to a certain point in life that life is a little more easier. We don't have to really, you know, work through stuff. We kind of get what we want and then we kind of forget where we came from when it comes to stuff like that because younger people don't have the wisdom, but they have they have risk they risk takers. Because they think they superwoman, superman, they don't think that nothing could happen to them. So they go, why not try? Hey, you know what? We think mm-hmm. so hard and we talk ourselves out of stuff so much. So when it comes to the conflict portion of this, you have a conflict with someone. Walk me through the steps of handling a typical conflict situation. Yeah. So the first step is de-escalating yourself. So that you're not having that mammal kind of response mode where you're getting too aggressive or you're getting too passive. Um, Our biology tells us to do that, but we have a choice whether or not to listen to our biology. So I started training all of those staff and volunteers how to hack that biology and not go into that fight, flight, freeze mode that is so common. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing we have to do is we have to be more aware of our emotions. A lot of people have big emotions and won't even admit that we're having them <laughs> right yes. so so we have to we have to like go oh okay i'm feeling i'm feeling really fearful right now it's probably not the best time for me you know to talk to my sister-in-law about how she better not bring that potato salad that <laughs> it's going to be a controversy <laughs> right so so we have to like learn what is my skill right now it's just like cpr mm-hmm. first aid we cannot enter the scene if it's not safe so if we're feeling all that overwhelmed, we can't we can't step into the conflict. You gotta take mm-hmm. care of yourself, be kind to yourself first. You can't have big emotions, you can't have that mammal thing going on. And mm-hmm. you have to be really clear about what is it that I want from this conversation? What is it that I want to move this relationship forward? 
-hmm. if we're if we're there to win and i just need them to learn blah 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 and understand my agenda that is not going to be resolved that is not that is not conflict resolution conflict resolution is how can i increase trust with this person and how can i make sure that whatever it is that's happened between us isn't going to happen again i get to have a boundary without having to like rub their nose in it so that's a that's a balancing act right there what you just uh -huh. said is a balancing act because you have to you, you want to get your point across of how the person making you feel or how the person's not whatever the situation is that you're not pleasant uh -huh. with them with. So you're uh -huh. balancing that because you've got to get that across, but yet you're doing it in a way that you don't want defenses to go up because when you come at yep. people a certain way, they, 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 they build oh, yeah. wall. They build that wall. Yep. Popping back at you. And now we forgot why we're here. Yep. And, and here's, here's a trick to that. If I just said to you, um, wow, you know, Regina, I could hear you so much better when I'm not getting yelled at. I, I just have a problem with getting yelled at. Mm -hmm. It's about me now. I'm talking about my boundary, about my mm -hmm. weakness or whatever you want to call it, that I don't mm -hmm. like people yelling. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you're doing anything wrong. That's and, true. and so, and so there's a, there's that, that's that balance that you're talking about. Like, how can I set a boundary without calling them bad or calling them wrong? Right. You know, I mean, and it's a situation that is, it's not a wrong or right, but yet we come at it as a wrong and a right because yes. we feel what we're saying is right. And what you're doing or saying is wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. but yeah. We, we gotta, we, we gotta take, take that out of the equation. Yeah. So it's, it's okay to feel like something's hurt you and that you don't like that it went down that way without mm -hmm. trying to make them wrong. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's, that's how a lot of us were parented, you know, right and wrong and you screwed up and somebody's to blame. Oh, sure. That that does not work when you're trying to resolve uh, tension with another human. That is so true. It's a lot of, mm -hmm. of learned behavior is how we handle things, right? So mm -hmm. the anger, I would say for me, I'm very passionate. And if I love you, I'm coming out of love, but I'm firm because I need you to understand that I'm, I'm serious, you know, or mm -hmm. this situation is a serious situation, but it's kind of like you could do it in a loving way. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I I learned a couple of things and I want you to teach me more because this is your expertise. But I did learn, you know, a couple of things is like kind of write everything out when you have a conversation. So you don't get too caught up in the emotion and you know, you kind of can stay on course of what you need to talk about. Cause a lot of times when you talk about something that's kind of touchy, you start going these subtitles, sub mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you go way over there and you go, yeah. okay, what are we talking about? Like, I've, and they're like, Oh, I forgot that mentioned this, 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 and that. So yep. What do you think about that? You're so, you're so right. Like write those things down and keep it very simple. And when they want to deflect or get super emotional or, or look like they are kind of hijacking the conversation, just know that that's part of a normal defense system, right? Like I'm a little uncomfortable. This person's asking for a change and I don't know that I want to make that change, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay. Just like, yeah, I, I really appreciate that we're going to both reach towards this thing that our relationship needs to have a healthy and bright future. 
you know, like that, that you are assuming that they want that too. And, but you're very clear that for our relationship to have a healthy and bright future, that that behavior is not going to work for you. And, and you know what? That was just the best way of saying that. The whole premise of this conversation is I want us to, to, to thrive and we, I want us to grow and for us mm-hmm. to be there, we have to have this conversation because it's going to be a pro- problem if we don't. Mm-hmm. And I love you and I want this to get resolved because mm-hmm. I don't, I want, I don't see you without you in my life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like that, it comes out like, okay, let me listen because if, if that's what you feel like, I don't want that to happen. So let me mm-hmm. listen to you and then maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a good entrance. That's a good subway to go into a conversation to say, exactly. this is the, this is what the problem is. And this is the goal of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. Exactly. That's a, it's about connection. If it's I can't you. deepen, if I can't deepen my connection with you because we haven't resolved this thing, then it's just going to keep on being an issue. It's going to be, be a block and a barrier between us. I don't want that. And sometimes the other person don't even know this is happening. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of it is basically, I think that's mostly everybody conflict. The other person mm-hmm. doesn't know what's happening because you're mm-hmm. not expressing it. So yep. you can't go in upset because yep. how you upset with someone, they don't know what's happening. You can't, you're upset because you're angry at yourself for allowing it to happen that long. Ooh, you nailed it. You, you are exactly right. You know, I, I got in the habit, I was running a shelter for many years and I got in the habit of every time I thought somebody was mad at me or just kind of poopy in my direction, I got in the habit of leaning in and asking them, Hey, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. 90% of the time they weren't mean mugging me because of anything I did, anything I said, it wasn't even about me. They were just having a bad day and I was reading into it and making it all about me. Normally when we ask all of our insecurities are not proven correct, <laughs> right? We're the ones walking around with that great big old like kind of difference between how how we fear we are and how we really are. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are so right. Christine, let me tell you, I read the four agreements mm. and that's one of the agreements. Do not assume. Yep. Do not assume. We assume everything. I didn't realize how much I did it until I read the book. And I was like, almost like 80% of my life is assumption. Like really, mm-hmm. because you're, you're, you take in a situation and you didn't ask the person what the problem was. And like you said, it could have been like, oh, the dog, the dog uh, ripped up my shoe this morning. And this, it just, I'm sorry. You're like, oh, I thought you were mad at me. No, how, why would I be mad at you? You ain't did nothing to me to be mad. So when you do that, that's telling your on yourself that your insecurities are, are popping up because you're thinking you're, you know, and my, I, my insecure, well, I have insecurities. I'm working on it. Like, I think it's always a lifelong thing you work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a people pleaser. And I am, you know, I, I'm in that person that always wanted to make sure everybody liked me. So I stayed in that mode, not want to rock the boat with no one. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want them to get mad at me. Because if you did that, I didn't know who I was. So if I didn't know who I was, I got to live it through you. And you got to like me. Even though I didn't like myself. Mm-hmm. If I lost that, I don't know what's going on here. Because I don't know that for me. 
See what I'm saying? So oh, this you, is you are so smart. You got this down. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. This is so, and this is majority of people walking this earth is like this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And we're expecting this other human to be our mirror that we're somehow okay. And we haven't done that for ourselves. Mm -mm. Ms. Scott, man, you hit it on. You hit it. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. We want people to do it for ourselves. That's why we do that. Like, oh, what's mm -hmm. wrong? And, you know, this and that and this and that. Because either we want to be that savior or we want to be, we want to clear to say, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. me, right? I didn't do nothing to you. So what are you talking about? I didn't, I didn't, you know, like, what are you talking about? I'm not even mad at you. Well, you looked at me, rolled your eyes, and like, I did not roll my eyes at you. You had nothing to do with this. It, mm -hmm. So what do you call when people make it about themselves? What's the word you want to use for that? Is that like entitlement? You know, I think it depends on the situation. I know when I'm having a bad day, everything's about me. <laughs> right? <laughs> and and um, I think you said it best on one of your other podcasts, is like you judging other people is just a, a reflection of you judging yourself. When yeah, you're not feeling, time. when you're not feeling good about yourself, everybody else sucks too. You know, it just kind of goes together. But you make that a lifestyle. That's a lifestyle. Like, you know how people always, you always say, oh, he just grumpy. Oh, she just mean. Like, and they go through mm -hmm. life mean and nasty or just always finding something wrong. Like always mm -hmm. something. I don't like this. I don't like, it's because you don't like you. Mm -hmm. And when you don't exactly. like you, you can't like other things because you got to love you first. And when you don't, it reflects outward and it goes into, mm -hmm. like they call it in the book, black magic in, in the um, four agreements. You mm -hmm. mm -hmm. spew out black magic everywhere and it gets, it's contagious. Yeah. Because just like you said, going back to your first night, right? You, If you did exactly what your body told you to do that night, you would not be where you at this moment. Like you right, would not be right. there. Because your your first reaction would be like, I don't need this. First of all, you're not paying me enough for this. Second mm -hmm. of all, I think my life is in danger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Third yep. of all, you just they, they stole my money. Yep. Why yep. would I want to come back here? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was like, mm -hmm. why? So yep. you have you had you had to listen. You had you already had it in you already. Because if you didn't, you would have not came back. So you just have well, to yeah. I think it was just it was, it, it, but yeah. It. yeah. And and it was just curiosity because I was so wrong about those young people. I had all of my biases and stereotypes about them running. You know, there are people with piercings and tattoos and mohawks and blah blah blah, you know, stuff I had never seen before. Mm -hmm. And with that young man who I found out later was a street dad with what he said and how the whole room changed. I realized, wait, there's something going on to this community that I didn't recognize, that I don't know anything about. That would have never worked at my high school growing up. You know, mm -hmm. here, here are these folks are between the ages of 13 and 20. And to have mm -hmm. that level of accountability to each other, oh my gosh, I had never seen that before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So was my know, curiosity. <laughs> well, you know, another thing when you just said that, um, how they were acting, because first of all, that's all defense mechanisms in there. Mm -hmm. All those kids been hurt over and over and over. They've been promised over and over and over. So when you come in there, yeah, you look like you, you know, but I've seen this before. You're going to come in here. You're going to see. So let me help. Let me help you get out of here quicker. So let me act up. 
So you can go ahead on and just get mm-hmm. to the next point because you're not going to stay. I don't want to mm-hmm. get attached because I know you're going to eventually leave. So let yep. me go ahead and speed up the process and do yep. all this stuff to get you out of here. That's yep. what most people do because they they scared. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're, you are exactly right. That's what, that's what I mm-hmm. noticed as I started to get to know street culture better. I would mm-hmm. have volunteers come up to me and say, wow, you know, this is my second month and I'm noticing everybody's flipping me a lot more crap. Like, what is going on? I said, oh, they're just testing you. You have displayed mm-hmm. something that they're curious and interested in getting to know, and they want to make sure you're legit, that you're going to stick around. So mm-hmm. you're kind of getting um, socially hazed right now by the street mm-hmm. community. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to, yeah, because they need to, you know, they want to build trust with you. And mm-hmm. see, and that's another thing. If you're not ready to take on this responsibility, don't don't because what happens is if they do get attached to you you just the next person is going to hurt them and then another yeah. other person behind them will have to even deal with way more because mm-hmm. of what you said you're going to do you didn't do it so right i right. you for you going back and for you to look past you because it was bigger than you mm-hmm. it's so much bigger than you and you saw that it had nothing to do with you and you stepped out of your own way to make this happen and look at all these years later and these kids are grown now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm still in touch with that um, young man who was a street dad. His name was Little Bear. Oh. And uh, and his life has moved on and done like wonderful things. You know, just um, I, I learned so much from those young people. And, yeah. and that's beautiful. I love to hear that, you know, and we mm-hmm. all can learn from each other in general. Just, you know, youth or even just us as adults, um, we can learn a lot from each other. We just like you said, the steps you gave, if you just kind of go, okay, my ultimate goal is this. This is why I went out of this. So let me handle it like this. So we could get some, you could get some productivity out of this. So we won't, mm-hmm. you know, like, you got to talk mm-hmm. yourself, you, gotta, you know, cause it's yeah. like something you have to learn. Right. You got to right. talk to yourself. Yep. And like you were saying, Regina, about that piece of paper, write down on that paper. What is my non-negotiable? What is the thing that I cannot be okay with? It crosses a boundary for me. And it's not about that person. It's about anybody doing that behavior. Mm-hmm. You can love you can love the person and not like the behavior. Those are two separate things. That's true. And that's the conflict that you have with people because you don't want to end it because you love the person. Mm-hmm. But you don't love the way... They doing things or the way they acting, but then you have to kind of make a decision, don't you? If you if you if that's one of your deal breakers, like I love you, but I love you from like all the way over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with you, Kelly. I can't do the daily thing with you no more. I don't hate you. I, I I'm so in my healing process. I'm so far of that. I will never hate anybody. I never mm-hmm. did anyway. I, I never even used that word. My parents always was like, you know, you don't hate people. You don't, you know, you may not like them. You may not leave them alone. But, but you got to make that decision. Is it worth the homework to deal with someone mm-hmm. who probably need to learn how to deal with themselves, and they put it on you to deal with them? Yep. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. This is so beautiful. I love this conversation. Conflict, and it's so hard. It's mm-hmm. so hard when you deal with someone. It's like when, when I deal with conflict, I'm getting better at it, but I get like my heart raised. Mm-hmm. I feel like, oh my gosh, like after the conversation starts, you know, for a minute, I'm okay. But that initial 
saying, hey, I need to talk mm-hmm. to you. I, that part, because you know it's going to change the whole mood. Because if you talk to someone and they're like, hey, hey, da, 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 and you're like, okay, hey, yeah, cool. I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like the mood go, okay, what's going on? What's wrong? And then, you know. You get you serious. Yes. That person. Yeah. 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 And, and it's okay to say, you know, we have this great connection going and this is just my opportunity to like kind of invest in that connection a little bit deeper. Are you with me? Right. When, when you say something like that, people are like, oh, okay. So it's serious, but it's not like heavy. Hopefully it's, it's more like, this is just, you know, this is a little fine tuning. I like how you leaned in though. You just leaned in mm on that one. You said, are you with me? You leaned in. I saw that. Yep. That's a, that's welcoming. Yeah. That's a good tool to say, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, I think we got a little tweaking to do, you know, I love you. And I just want to kind of talk about some things to better our relationship because I just want us to be the best that we can be. And then mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. like that. See, yeah. yes, I just know what to do. Perfect. Everybody watching, right. Everybody watching like when I say, Hey, you know, they're all, oh, she going to use that. I saw it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> watch out watch out <laughs> are there any specific situations you want us to untangle well part of it is dealing with that opening mm. of like get into that conversation another part is you know in in the midst of um i've been through a lot of transformation in the last three years and you know i'm mm-hmm. keep evolving but in this process I, it was hard for me because I was a people pleaser. So when you're a people pleaser, it's hard to let go of people yeah. the way I need to. Yeah. And I know it's holding me back from being the person I need to be because mm-hmm. I am learning to deal with, like I'm learning, I'm meeting new people. I meeting more like-minded people. I'm getting into different circles now. And then when I'm there, I feel so like, oh, this is amazing. You know, because the yeah. people have the same mindset as me and being like, on the grind and giving back, you know, I have a nonprofit. So, you know, like I'm making it bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I started out, it was more about me. Mm-hmm. And now it's being like, I'm getting like, I know my assignment is yep. not about me. And I got, mm-hmm. I got to do stuff. But in the interim of that, I have open, um, open ends. I need to close up mm-hmm. and I need mm-hmm. to do it not the cowy way just to i need to talk yeah. and i need to express because these same people will do it to me with no problem mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. me that had the problem doing it with them because of my issues being a people pleaser mm-hmm. so that's my thing yeah. i do have i have conflicts with several people and it's not their fault I allowed it to happen. I built yep. the monster, but I yep. have to let you know that no longer I could do it no more. Yep. And so and you sound I, and you sound really clear. So that would be a beautiful thing for them to hear. And that is how I engaged in our relationship in the past was mm-hmm. about getting my needs met to please you. My needs met to be needed and to be wanted by you. Mm-hmm. And now that I've grown out of that. I'm just kind of struggling about what's next for us because I have changed who I am, but I don't want to lose this connection. Or maybe the truth is that you want to shift the connection. 
but you're going to invite them into a conversation of what that would look like mm. uh, as opposed to having a foregone conclusion like oh it means that i can't have this person in my life you you, you kind of want to hear from them first right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah because yeah, i never had those conversations mm -hmm. a lot of times the way i handle things is kind of like just Either I'll talk to my best friend about it or I'll pray about it or something like that, but I never really dealt with the person the way I should. I I did I I am getting better. Like I'm actually I'm starting to be able to, but see, I'm at a point now I gotta do it sooner than later because I'm gonna start building up this um what do you call it? Not anger. What's the word? Resentment. Thank Resentment. You. Mm -hmm. Resentment when yeah. it's really not their fault. Mm -mm. But you're, you're so smart. mad at me for allowing yeah. it. So when you wake up, mm -hmm. you know how you get that awakening. Yep. When you get that awakening, you look around saying, I was an idiot only daggone years. Like I allowed, <laughs> I allowed this to happen to me. And it's not mm -hmm. their fault. They're only able to do what you allow them to do. So, mm -hmm. but I'm mad at myself for not realizing it sooner. But I understand God's plan. And a lot of times his plan is going to be divine ordered. And you can't mm -hmm. be mad about it. It is what it yep. is. It happened the way yep. it's supposed to happen. And I am where I'm at, where I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be now. Mm -hmm. But yep. the flesh of me is kind of like, duh, 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 duh. Like, why did I allow this to happen all these years? Like, duh, I could have been so further along. I could have been this. I could have mm -hmm. been that. But now I realize I'm where I need to be. But I exactly. do handle that, though. Mm -hmm. That's like and you said it perfectly. I'm gonna watch that. You said it perfectly. Mm -hmm. It's not you, it's me. But now because I'm in another spot, where do we go from here? Because you mm -hmm. don't have to accept the new me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't. You, yep. you, you don't you don't have to accept the new me. And I'm okay with that because mm -hmm. I gave you a person that wasn't really me. That's right. I gotta deal with the unconsequences of that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you've done some of your own work, kind of processing how you feel about that. And you don't expect them to carry that, that water for you, right? Mm -hmm. That you, that you walk in like already having grieved that you spent some time on the wrong path. And mm -hmm. I just got to say, that's really normal for us. You know, we, we spend our twenties and thirties doing what other people have socialized us to do. We spend mm -hmm. our forties waking up from, from that myth and kind of going, wait a minute, none of that crap was me. And yes. hopefully, hopefully by the time we're in our 50s, you know, our young 50s, we get to make the second half of our lives amazing. And, and it was my nonprofit and my Pam Foundation, Inc. is exactly what you said. I want to get to people before 50 mm -hmm. years old. I yep. want to get to the teens and the young adults in the 30s. I want to help you before. So maybe God has me putting seeds in y'all now so y'all could be more awakened quicker than mm -hmm. it took me to get here. Mm -hmm. Because if I could give you this stuff that I wish somebody gave me, I would have been further along sooner. Right. But I knew I had to be where I'm at. But maybe I'm that person for you. Maybe I'm that vessel to plant the seed so you could mm -hmm. see this sooner. And, and at least have a, a, a better start than yep. I did. Yep. That's so true. I think about all of the crappy messages I got about being female, for example. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. If I could not surgically implant that in my daughter, 
<laughs> How great would that be? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I told my kids, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, y'all. It would have been a couple of years earlier, but hey, you got it now. You know, mm -hmm. I, I tell them, I said, listen, this is what I did. Because my son, one of my twins is just like me. Mm. He takes on everybody's stuff. He's in, mm. he, he keeps it in. And he he, and he he feels that he got to save everyone. He has that. It's honestly from me. Honestly from me. And I keep yep. telling him, like, you don't have to save the world. You just got to, yep. you know, you, you can't put other people's problems on you. If that's what they're going through, you'd be a good support system. But that's not your responsibility. It's a thin line. You're too young for that. You're yeah. 18. You're too young to take on all of that. You need yeah. to direct them to a, a, a helpline or counselor mm -hmm. and you be there mm -hmm. and we're not why they go into the counselor but you're not the counselor that's a whole nother ball of wax that's right that's yes, right I, yeah so i get you mm -hmm. this is wonderful <laughs> i'm so happy you joined us today i'm so yeah, so happy you. you joined us today we're gonna have to put you on one of my live shows and really get some people on and we could really really talk because this is needed this is mm -hmm. so big. And it's a lot of people mm -hmm. I know that do not know how to handle situations and they take it and they get real nasty and mean. And yeah. that's why you see all these fights everywhere. Why yeah. are everybody fighting? Because they they don't mm -hmm. know how to solve their conflicts. Right, right. And and you know, your um woman who screened me, Julie, mm -hmm. super, super smart. What she said, I wrote it down, it was so brilliant. And she said, We are not as divided from each other as we are disconnected. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. We just disconnected. Yep. We just disconnected and, and, and that is solved by conversation. That's just solved with a conversation. We don't, like you said, the assumption is the biggest thing. We stop assuming what people are going to say or how they're going to mm -hmm. react or how like, like just do it and stop trying to figure out everything. Yep. 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 Just, just talk to them. Just talk to them. And then, you know, it probably is not going to be as bad as you think it is. Because mm -hmm. maybe they needed to hear this. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe they needed to hear this. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have you back, right? Perfect. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I so enjoyed you. So before we wrap up today, can you give our audience a final word or something you want to close up, close out with? Oh, well, I just want to thank them for being such good listeners and also to offer that I do a 30 minute consultation with folks for free um, and they can find me through my website. I, I am really passionate about that mission of connecting people with each other and not letting them be so separate. I know. And and so I make if you look on the bottom of the screen, ladies and gentlemen, you will see Miss Scott information scrolling on the bottom there. So it's Seattle Conflict Resolution.com. So if Thank you reach you. Her, her website, she'll be able to give you that free consultation, like you said, for 30 minutes. It's free. Mm -hmm. And hey, if you got a good match, then there you go. You can go ahead and work with her and she'll be able to help you. If you just listen to the conversation today, she helped me just in this little time to realize how to do an opening when you deal with conflict. So imagine if you work with her, she will be amazing. So we want to go ahead and, and get that going. So as you see in the bottom of the screen, please contact her, go on her website, see all the nice products and services that she offer. And I don't think you'll regret it. So once again, thank you so much for coming on our show today. You have been an amazing guest. I really enjoyed you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. All right. And as I always say, my Let's Talk family, I love you. God bless and have a great, great day. Bye-bye.